0: don't look fam, um, go ahead and click that like button, go ahead and smash that subscribe button, when you comment down below, let us know, um, what'd you have for breakfast today? Okay, so what's good, don't look fam? What if I just did this for an hour? I actually feel like I could, I actually feel like I could. So, solo episode uh, two of two today, of course last week was our you know best friend our sweet angel um to all of us uh chantal it was her solo episode last week we tried this out last season that was a fun little exercise so we're doing it again this season so today is just me um michaela uh yeah you know i hope everyone's doing well i'm chilling uh it's a nice it's a nice beautiful morning i got some coffee here in my favorite mug Okay, I'm, I'm good to go. I got some leftovers for lunch later, you know, that'll be tight. Um, so what's going on with me, I suppose, is the real question. And that's a good question. So, well, okay, so, um, Okay, if you're, if you're in the States listening to this, I mean, God bless you, of course, first and foremost, but um, you all are getting the vaccine a lot quicker than we are here in Canada, and specifically me, <laughs> specifically I'm much quicker than I am um, here in Canada. So that's been like my, the main thing going on in my life, in everybody's life. Obviously, recently up here has been, you know, we don't make the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, as far as I understand it, because we, there could be multiple reasons, but at least part of the reason is that we, we, I mean, our previous prime minister, who was a conservative, uh, he closed, like, Canada's, you know, homegrown, like, vaccine uh, production thing. It was like government funded. Closed that, and our current prime minister, uh, a liberal Justin Trudeau, um, he has not uh, he he uh, he neglected to reopen them or do anything about it. So uh, we're not really making any vaccines. We just have to get them from other places, um, which is a Bummer, because before vaccines actually started going out, it was like, okay, Canada is hoarding vaccines. Like, we're taking vaccines from this, like, global program that is technically really only supposed to be for countries who cannot afford to just buy the vaccines outright. I think it's called COVAX. Um, but Canada, you technically qualify, but it's like, you're not really supposed to do this. But Canada was like, we'll take some. And it was like, well, you could pay for them. And it was like, no, we are. We have bought a fuck ton already, but we're also going to take some of these. Thank you so people are mad about that um of course and so the time is here and you think okay we've bought so many vaccines we've ordered so many vaccines where are they so if anyone could answer that for me seriously where are they um the one we have like the most really is the oxford like astrazeneca vaccine I'm assuming maybe because we're like a commonwealth country, we had like uh, the ability to, I don't know, get the Oxford vaccine more quickly or had less of a problem using it. But this whole blood clotting thing, so it was like nobody under 55 should be using it. And then they just bumped it up to 40, um, which people were like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure we can take it? Um, So now 40 and over. Can get vaccinated using that vaccine in canada which is or in ontario anyways i'm not sure about the rest of the country um and then for everybody else it's pfizer and moderna right but we have to get those from somewhere and it's a limited supply really um and uh yeah it's really only for limited groups we just entered phase two so it's for a lot of people who like live and work in high-risk situations or environments who have like high high high-risk like medical things um which i don't fall into any of those categories so i'm gonna have to wait until july at least to get a vaccine and even then that's like it's like july to september And even then, it's like, will I even have it by September? So when I see all my American friends online getting their vaccine and my American family, I'm extremely happy for them. Of course, of course. Uh, I want them to have that. But I also want it. (laughs) So it's just a bummer. But then it's like, now it's like, well, the variance is like, this isn't going to be like over, quote unquote, when we reach like, I was just reading this thing about herd immunity last night. And uh you're just saying that, like it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm barely even gonna try and summarize it because I'm not a scientist. But it was an interesting article from like a reputable source. Uh, just saying that, like once we reach a certain amount of the population that has like herd immunity, that has a vaccine, this you know this term that everybody uses, you know, without maybe really knowing what it means. I've certainly been guilty of that. Once we reach the 75 to 80 percent level threshold of people getting vaccinated that there are a lot of reasons I guess why that doesn't necessarily mean that we're in a really safe spot and I think a big part of that is variance from what I understand so <clears throat> you know and this thing's never gonna end <laughs> I'll tell you that right now I'll tell you that for free this thing is never gonna end um but one can help you know so I hope everybody's staying safe of course I hope you're all Keeping well mentally, um, and I hope your family as well. And I hope everything's just good. you know, i I do genuinely want that for everyone. Um, I would just also like it for myself. So um, I'll be very obnoxious about it when I do get the vaccine on social media. But by that point, I mean, it'll be like twenty, twenty four and <laughs> no one will know what I'm talking about anymore. Uh, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, what else is going on with me? There are some things I could talk about that I won't probably. Um, you know, having a little bit of an identity crisis. Chantelle's aware of this. Not really sure how to handle it or go about it. So I'm kind of just, I'm kind of just chilling. You know, I'm just kind of, you know, I'll figure it out when I figure it out, I guess. You know, and just gonna keep chugging till then. Um, but you know, uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day in terms of talking about personal stuff, not just like on the pod, but in general, um, you know, I always like, I think about, okay, the way I used Tumblr when I was like, like I was a big old Tumblr user from ages like 16, but I really like got into my groove when I was like 17. I really found my, my community. When I was probably like 17. And I was on there until I was like 20. I, I think maybe when I was 21, I deleted. Um, and I, yeah, yeah, it was like a, honestly, like kind of a big part of my life, weirdly. Um, I had a Tumblr boyfriend in the States. We dated for three years. We saw each other several times. Um, you know, that was cool. Uh, And then just like, there are most of the people that I follow online, especially like on Twitter and stuff, are not necessarily like people I go to school with or went to school with or people I work with. It's like just like a lot of people from the internet, Um, which is cool. Like I'm totally fine with that, you know. Um, But yeah, I was thinking about the way I used to use Tumblr last night. (laughs) and It was like I don't know. Maybe I just have more self-awareness. I'm 26 now. Oh my God. (laughs) But I'm 26 now. And I think I just have a little bit more self-awareness. So I, you know, sometimes I do post like weird shit online, I guess, but not nearly as much. Like if I, I know that if I still had my Tumblr and I looked back at what I was posting when I was like 18, 19, whatever, I would be shocked. (laughs) Like I just had no boundaries. And like part of that was, even though, you know, you're interacting with other people on there. Uh, And you know other people are reading what you're posting or whatever And kind of doesn't feel real It feels like you're just you're just typing on your computer right Um, And also like you know when you're 18 you're 16 17 18 like very angsty And like all this other stuff anyways you know plays into it But just the stuff that I would post then I would never post now um, And maybe I would find embarrassing now I'm sure I would I'm sure most people can relate to that though um I feel like that's probably a pretty common thing but I try and not I don't want to say I try and not post a lot online because I do you know and I feel like the biggest culprit of that for me is Instagram I really don't post on the grid very often especially now because it's like well what am I doing you know nothing and Mm -hmm. even in like pre-COVID times I feel like I didn't post a ton because I on the grid because I just feel like I'm not like I don't know what what I post like I'm going to, like, as long as I'm going to a ton of parties or, like, going on crazy vacations all the time or whatever, you know. Um, so I just, like, never really posted that much. And that's, you know, continued into COVID. But um, you'll know that my Instagram stories, if you follow me, are kind of the biggest the biggest culprit like oh like literally the other day I was like okay I want to take not a break from Instagram but I was kind of like feeling depressed anyways and you know when you're like sulking you kind of like do stuff to like I don't know so for me when I'm really feeling like that all sometimes uh delete like an app off my phone so I'm just like okay this app is depressing me a little bit right now I don't really want to think about it uh let me just like delete it off my phone log out on my computer and just like Take a step back for a couple days, you know, um, I feel like Instagram doesn't really do that to me as much anymore or Twitter because I just follow people who I genuinely like and uh, You know, who are my friends or people that I kind of like look up to um, You know, so it doesn't it really doesn't bother me as much But I did delete it the other day and then I redownloaded it like maybe like 36 hours later Because I was like, well, I have to send a message to somebody. (laughs) And the only way I can do that really is on DM. Um, So uh, let me do that. And then now I'm just on Instagram again. So I don't know. You know, I feel like the internet isn't really something to be solved, if that makes sense. Like I don't feel any need to cut myself off from it completely and be like, okay, I'm done with this. And I'm going to like, you know do what with my spare time again especially now like do fucking what with my spare time like I already have hobbies that I work on you know what I mean like I'm baking I'm sewing I'm exercising I'm cleaning I'm whatever but it's like what would be the point point in? for me for some people I'm sure there is a point but like for me I know like the idea of just like deleting all social media it doesn't uh, That wouldn't make me feel better. It actually make me feel pretty isolated. I think because I do have like a lot of friends online, and I like you know talking to them or just seeing what they're up to and you know whatever. Like there's somebody I follow on Instagram, like this internet person, and they were deleting their Instagram for the entirety of 2021, and have stuck with it as far as I know, um, which is cool. And obviously that person is getting something out of it, which I think is. Great. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's different for everybody. I don't think I would get anything positive out of it because I just don't feel like it's actually negatively impacting my life that much. Like, you know, you go through periods of time where you look like the other day when I was like, okay, I just need to not be on it right now. And I think that's fine, but it's not my end goal is never to like never log back in. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yeah, these apps are in a lot of ways bad for you, but. They are also, you know, they can also be good. You can connect with other people, you know. I understand that's not the point of the app. The point of the app is to make these companies money. Um, You know, I'm not naive. I do understand that. But as a side effect, I get to, like, connect to other people or see what other people are up to and be aware of what's going on Um, and, like, find new stuff, find new people to follow, who I, again, really like or look up to, whatever it is. Um, So, yeah, I don't think I'll ever – permanently delete these apps until like you know they fall out of fashion by way of Facebook and no one's on them anymore but um, aside from that I've kind of you know curated my feeds which sounds so douchey but it's true to the point where I don't feel like shit when I go on Instagram I know it's a big deal for a lot of people and like I used to do that but I just unfollowed people who would make me feel like shit and instead followed people who looked like me or who were talking about important things or you know stuff like that and it's made it an exponentially better experience because i truly hated instagram like maybe like a year and a half ago two years ago for that reason i was just like well what am i doing like it's why don't i just make this what i'm going to enjoy um and i did and it's worked out pretty well so i would encourage you to do that you know it's pretty cool um i'm on tiktok as well, I don't post, but I am just kind of like one of those lurking accounts. Um, I mean, there's some funny stuff on TikTok. You know what I mean? Maybe uh, on the Instagram post for this uh, for this episode uh, coming out, I'll, um, I'll I'll include maybe one or two of my current favorite TikToks. But there's just some funny shit on there, and then it's also like people talking about important issues. You know, it just depends on what your like your for you page. Uh, what the algorithm wants you to see and the type of content you interact with. But for me, it's either, like, jokes or important issues, you know? Um, So that's, like, a pretty good mix. I'm not really on, like, TikTok dance, TikTok. Um, So I'm not really aware of what's going on with that. But I feel like there's some cool stuff on there. Um, It is easy to scroll for a long time and just, like, keep scrolling and, like, you know. But, um usually I'm pretty good about it. Like there are some days where I barely go on it other days where I am on it for a while. Um, you know, and like I said, just cause I have so much free time right now, uh, I can do that. Um, you know, I am unemployed, fun employed, you know, it's fun. Um, not for any bad reason, but just the jobs that I was working before were contract positions at my university. Um, and those, uh, either the contract's finished and I declined to resign or um, I'm, I, I graduated, I finally finished my, finished my undergrad. I went to like, yeah, I'm 20, 26. I finished it like, you know, a week after I turned 26, I finished my undergrad, which is a long time, you know, but I don't know, I feel like, I know some people who like went to school right out of high school, like went to university right out of high school went for four years, uh, graduated, and, like, uh, you know, started, uh, you know, trying to do whatever their, whatever they wanted to do next, whether that was, like, post-grad or working or whatever, and I think that's tight, but honestly, most of my friends, uh, a good amount of them anyways, like, kind of did what I did, where it was, like, okay, I finished high school, um, I did an extra semester of high school, um, You know, Chantal was saying last week that she did a full extra year. I did an extra semester. I don't really know why I did that. From my recollection, I didn't have to. Like, I don't think I failed any classes or I don't think I needed extra credits. But I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, my friend is sticking around for an extra year. I don't know. I'll just stay around for an extra semester. Hated it. I don't know why I did that. I hate high school. I hated high school so much. I hated it. Um, But I did that. And then I did that. And then uh, went to college for a year, which, um, I don't know. In Canada, college and university is, like, structured kind of differently than it is in the States, and they're referred to a little bit differently. So uh, college is kind of like community college in the States, but um, not always. It just depends. Like, it's usually more hands-on stuff, Um, you know, stuff that maybe you don't really go to university for, Um, like, Trade stuff and a bunch of other things um, that you don't really, again, need to go to university for. And it's much cheaper and you can do it more quickly to go through college. So um, I went to college for a year and then uh, transferred over to the university here. Um, And then, yeah, the reason it took me so long, I didn't really fail that many classes. I think I failed two. I think I failed two classes. One was a stats class that I ended up not needing because I changed my major um And the other one was an English class that class that I just like never really um Never really went to never really did the stuff for it. So that's obviously on me um But I just like I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I did some like part-time semesters I did some full-time semesters. I just like I didn't know what I wanted to do enough to pursue it and like graduate with a degree in this thing and go on to pursue This career like I really wasn't sure uh, and anytime I thought I was, like, I changed my mind, like, after I started taking classes or, you know, doing volunteer work in that, you know, sort of area. And then I was like, oh, I actually hate this and I don't want to do this with my life. Um, so I just changed majors a lot. Well, only a few times, but then, yeah, I should like, some part-time semesters, like, early on in university, which sets you back a little bit, Um so, yeah, it ended up taking me – my original plan was to do it in five years. Uh, you know, take, like, four classes a semester, finish your degree in five years. It's an option, like, a lot of people take. Uh, it's just, like, a little bit more manageable. Um, but it took me six and a half because I dragged my feet early on. And then when I figured out what I wanted to do, it involved getting my master's. Well, I figured out that I what I wanted to do was get my master's. I don't really want to pretend I have a plan beyond – Uh, getting my master's but so I was like okay let me add a double major in that field take some more courses so I can really get my grades up to the point where I can get into my master's Um, and that'll take me an extra year basically but whatever I'll just do it Um, so I did and I was really proud of myself to be honest like my grades are always like pretty fine in university but I don't know if I would have gotten into my master's because I never wanted to do post grad and then when I heard about this program Uh, I was like, man, I really want to do that. That sounds cool. And it sounds like there would be a lot of career opportunities, you know, beyond that once you graduated. Um, And yeah, so when I started, I was like, okay, now I really need to get my grades up. And like, I've always been very, my like in grade school and high school, my grades were fine, but a lot of it was always you know, you could have really good grades if you just tried. It was like, I didn't try, you know, like I hate homework, obviously. Um, started skipping class in high school, mostly because I have like an anxiety disorder. So I started skipping class in high school because going to class made me nervous because I hated it. Um, which is not the answer to that problem, you know, but then your grades go down because you're not in class. So it's like, it was like a lot of stuff like that. And it was just like, Oh, I didn't want to try to get really good grades because I didn't really see the point, honestly. Because I was like, I'll do it when it matters, like I'll in university or whatever, like I'll do it when it matters, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just like um, wasn't really that into it, but I just felt like, okay, if you, it would be great to get good grades, I suppose. Um, but if I tried doing that, and I couldn't do it, I would feel so much worse than if I just didn't try and you could have the, well, I probably could do it if I just tried. You know what I mean? You could have that thought so you don't feel like shit. So it's like, well, I won't try because then I won't fail at it, but I'll know that I could succeed if I chose to, but I won't actually choose to because then if I chose to, I could be confronted with reality that I'm actually not capable of doing this. Um, and so... Yeah, when I was like, okay, I want to get my master's, I actually have to like, you know, I can't just have like, okay, grades, like, my, you know, like, fine, like, B, B minus, I guess, grades. I was like, you need, like, you need to get A's. And I was like, kind of scared. I was like, at this point, I was probably like 23, I guess, maybe, when I decided I want to do this. And I was just like, fuck, okay, I'll try. I was like, but I'll just be so discouraged if I start handing in assignments. And uh, I <laughs> like I'm just getting shitty grades. It's like, well, I'm trying, and now I can't do it. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, it took me so long to do my degree, and then if I try and do it and I can't do it, I'll just feel like sh- so stupid. Um, Not that your intelligence is actually measured by like essays and stuff like that. I-, I really don't believe that that it really encompasses your intelligence as a person. You know, it's one specific thing that you may or may not be good at for you know a variety of reasons. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I tried doing it, and I was able to do it. And then my grades have been really good. I'm, I'm getting my master's. I got a scholarship because my grades were really good. So, um, you know, that's been really cool to see and, honestly, has made me feel um just better <laughs> about things. Like, I don't feel like an idiot. Um, I feel like I'm a smart person, you know. um, So... Yeah, that's been cool. So I'm doing that in September. Um, You know, I got into a couple different master's programs at different universities, but this other one that I got into, uh, I would have to move to do it, which I'm not against. I I definitely want to move. You know what I mean? I don't want to live with my parents forever as, you know, as lucky as I am to be able to do that and save money, um, which is the main reason why I do it uh it would be great to of course I want to move out but the other program like this other master's degree that I was accepted into master's program um I was just like you know it is a lot of money and I'm earning so much debt from my undergrad especially especially because I took longer to do it you know it's just more time you're paying more in tuition obviously so I have a ton of, of student debt for my undergrad Um, And I was like, I'm basically doubling that if I go to this other school because, yes, I have some money saved, um, but it's obviously extremely expensive to live, uh, you know, to pay rent, to do all these things. Um, And on top of that, you're paying tuition, which I'll probably get some like grant money for, but will be mostly loans and they don't really do a lot of scholarships at this other program. So, I'm just like, (laughs) I'm doubling the amount of money I'm going to be spending. But I was willing to do that if it was the program I really wanted in the career field I really wanted to go into because that would be worth it to me. Um, But I just decided that that's actually not like when I, you know, I think, again, Chantel spoke about this last week, like, um, you know, thinking about what you want to, what do you want your life to look like, you know, Um, when you get to a certain point. And uh, that wasn't the career I wanted to go into. And it just didn't make sense with um, my life and what I wanted. And it would have been fine. Like, I'm sure I would have been okay with it. And it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. But I didn't like the way that program was structured either. It was all coursework. There was no, like, research uh, portion to it. Um, and I really liked doing research. So that was kind of a bummer. But, again, oh, you know, beyond that, it was, like, the career field that I'm going into when I graduate, if I did this program is, you know, good. Like, it's not like you don't have opportunities or you don't get paid well. Like you, you absolutely would at a certain point anyways. But I was just like, that's just not what I, I I don't, that's just not what I want to do. Like, I just, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it was just like, I don't want to be 30 or 35 and that's my job. And I'm saying, hi, I'm Michaela and I'm, you know, this is the job I do. It was fine. Like it was a librarian, you know, you have to get like a master's degree to do that. Um, and I think it's very cool to do that. Um, and yeah, I really thought about it for a long time when I got accepted. It was really, really hard for me to decide where I wanted to go. Because um, I was like, oh, it'd be great to move away. But then that's so much more money. But then blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, let me just think about the program. I just need to think about what my life would be like post-grad. And regardless of how much money it would or would not be. I just need to pick whatever option feels right and feels like that's what I want to do, you know. And I just, the idea of being a librarian, it was like, okay, that's cool. Um, But I don't, it just didn't feel right. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, I guess. But it was just like, I just know that I don't want to do that. (laughs) I just know that I don't want to do that um especially because it's a it's a little bit limiting you can do a lot of things with that you know with that a master of uh, library and information science you can focus on like information science and go into like the private sector or a different public sector so it's not like you're beholden to being a librarian or something like there is other stuff you can do it's just a little bit more specific it's a little bit more like a professional master's degree in that way the way that like social work might be you know um but I was just like I I, This other program I'm doing, which is communications, yes, it's a little bit more nebulous, um, which could maybe mean like harder to get a job with. But I think the generalness of communications is actually pretty helpful. And like, you know, I have some like work experience from my undergrad that I think also like bolsters it a little bit. And depending on what research I do, um, there's a little bit of coursework with that program, but it's mostly research. So depending on the research that I do, that can, um, you know that can sort of affect things. If you're looking at somebody's master's degree, whatever research they worked on is obviously something that's important to them. and might, you know, relate to a career field or something. Um, And like I said, I, not that this was a deciding factor because I found out later, but I ended up getting a scholarship. So that pays for like half my, half my degree, which is (laughs) insane. Um, And then the other half, I, uh, I'll probably get like grant money to, pay for most of that other half plus you're doing like GA ships while you're in the program for the undergraduate courses and that pays quite a bit too and I have money saved or whatever so it's just like I'll come out of my master's degree with a much better uh and I can only I can do it in a year the other one I had to do in like two years year and a half two years this other one I could do in a year which is cool so it's like in a year uh I can Yes, I'll still have a ton of student loan debt for my undergrad, but I'll have minimal. I won't have any, actually, for my graduate degree, um, my, my master's degree. So that's um, that's that's cool and exciting. And, yeah, that's kind of what I'm biding my time until, like, I don't start that until September. So I'll, like, work a little bit over the summer. Um, you know, I was working up until December with those other contracts I mentioned. But then I graduated uh, my undergrad. So the last few months I've just been hanging out which was fun for the first couple weeks and then sometimes it's fun and and peaceful and relaxing and I'm cherishing this time before it gets very busy and I'm working and I'm doing that other du- you know my masters um, I'll be really busy so I'm just trying to like cherish this time before that begins um, but also I'm bored and um, not getting vaccinated so it's uh, it just it is what it is it just feels like feels like January was like a year ago and also a week ago and somehow it's almost May like I can't think about it (laughs) I can't think about it for too long it's truly insane um so yeah so that's kind of you know Chantel gave her life update last week um so you know talking about sharing personal stuff online that's stuff that I'm you know comfortable saying to our thousands upon thousands of listeners but uh yeah, that's what's going on with me. And like I said, there is other stuff, but those are things that I will not be sharing on the internet. I think I tweeted about it, but I think I deleted it <laughs> um, about this other like identity crisis I'm having, but it's chill. Like I said, it's, it's no big deal. Like it is, but it's also just like the way I'm approaching it <laughs> is very chill. Um, but yeah, that's, that's sort of the life update portion of, of this episode. Um, so now You just have context for me in my life. And when I say stuff online or whatever or on the pod, uh, you know where I'm coming from, okay? But yeah, like, okay, I was going to say before too. Thinking about like the kind of life you want. Like again, I think Chantel said this last week. and was like, okay, I know I kind of want to be in this other career field, like something in communications, which again is extremely broad. Uh, And I could do my PhD if I fit, but I don't think I will. I I think that's, I think I would be doing it just to do it. And I believe that I could, but, um, I don't think I want to, unless someone can talk me into it, but, um, yeah, sorry. My neighbors are singing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like thinking about the kind of life that you want, it's just like, I want to probably live in Toronto. Like definitely after I graduate, I'm living in Toronto. Um, Because, like Chantel said, like, we go there pretty often. I have a little bit of family there. Um, Like, I've gone there since I was a kid. Um, Can you... Can you all hear the singing? It is a child, I think, singing. I can't tell if they're coming closer to walk by my house or... Okay. Well, that was beautiful. Anyway. Um... Yeah, like the kind of life, like I I do really like Toronto and like I've gone back and forth on living there because like Chantel said, everybody from, from Windsor where we are, we're about three and a half hours away. Um, it's sort of like everybody kind of says they're going to move to Toronto and it's always either like, okay, I'm going to move to Toronto um, and that's what I'm going to do with my life and that's what everybody says and then everybody just ends up staying in Windsor, it kind of feels like, which no shade, like I think that's cool. I'm still in Windsor you know what I mean like it's whatever um but yeah Toronto sort of is like the place that people kind of move to It's just like a natural it's a it's a close very big it's the biggest city in the country right and it's close so it's like that's just what you would do even though it costs 70 million dollars a second to live there mm-hmm. um but yeah I've gone back and forth on living there because I do think it's a cool like I love visiting and I, I think Toronto is so cool Um, and I love spending time there and like hanging out, but every time I try to imagine like the life I want, it's always, uh, kind of confusing, you know, it's like, do I really, do I want to actually live in Toronto? Like I'll move there after I graduate, um, for sure. But, um, I don't think I would live there for, I don't think I would live there forever, but it's like, I don't really know where else I would go at the same time. So it's sort of just like, okay, I like Toronto. So I guess I'll just live there for the rest of my, for the rest of my life. Like I don't really want to do that, but I don't really know where else I want to go. Cause I don't really want to live in a small town. Um, like I like being in a bigger city and Toronto is a good big city to live in. It's like, uh, it's not like overly crowded all the time. Like I've been to other big cities and it's just like, it's too much. It's too much of a crowd. It's, like, confusing, it's overwhelming, and I don't like it. And Toronto is a much more – yeah, there are a lot of people, and it's very densely populated, but it's not um, It's not overwhelming, you know? So I do – I really like that about it. It feels livable in that, in that way anyways. But, yeah, I don't really know where else I would want to move to. And, like, I was thinking about this last night. For a while, I was like, well, maybe – This is like a few years ago. I was like, well, maybe at some point I'll move to the States. That could be cool. Like, uh, my sister did that and, um, has, I mean, mixed bag living in the States, obviously, but it's been a net positive. She's still there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Like maybe I'll do that, but I don't really think I want to live in the States. Like it's, it's just, um, I guess it's going a little bit better now, but, Um, it's, it's a scary place to be and not that Canada's a lot better because it's really not like people try and act like it's this amazing, like socialist beak. It's like, shut the fuck up. We're horror. Like we're pretty much just as bad as the States. You know what I mean? It's just, there are some, there are some differences, um, healthcare being one of them, but it's not like we have an amazing healthcare system. That's like totally universal, totally socialized medicine. Like, no, there is still stuff you have to pay out of pocket for. We don't cover prescriptions. It's like a huge part of somebody's, you know, common medical stuff is like paying for prescriptions and we don't cover that. Um, so stuff like that, it, it, it sucks, but you know, there are some, uh, market differences of course, but I was just like, okay, well, I guess I won't live in the States because, uh, it's uh, a little crazy over there in terms of just like the political climate, I guess. Uh, and again, not to absolve Canada in any way, shape or form, but it, there is just like a little bit of a difference. Um, and so I was like, well, I don't really think I want to live with that if I if I don't have to to that extreme, I guess. Um, but then I was thinking just last night, you know, the thing that I like about the states that Canada really doesn't have is like there are so many different places. Like Canada is a much bigger country or it's a bigger country. I think U.S. is like right below us in terms of, um, uh, you know, size. But There's so much more, um, I guess, just like diversity of cities. I mean, just in terms of like, it's like in every state or maybe even just like every other state. It's like, oh, there's like a cool city to visit. It's like a pretty big city because you guys have so many more people than we do. Okay, so many more people like the entire (laughs) the state of California has like a couple million more people than the entire country of Canada. Okay. Like just for context, we are very sparsely populated. So we do have these dense pockets like Toronto and even the city we're in, like has a pretty big uh, population, but it's pretty spread out at the same time. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, I <laughs> but I do like that about the States that it's like, there are so many more different climates, I feel like is maybe part of it that sounds so random, but uh, there's just so many more, there's like, cool cities everywhere and in Canada I mean there are lots of great places to visit you know um but it's sort of like you have your big three you have Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver and I've been to all of them and the only one I would really ever want to live in is Toronto like Vancouver is fine but I don't know if I'd want to live there you know it, it is cool but I, I don't I just I don't know if I would want to live there and yeah, so it's just like, it feels like there are fewer options in that way in terms of like, like in the States, it's like, oh, you could move to Phoenix and there's like cool, cool stuff to to do there, like move to Arizona, whatever, you know, you can move to Texas, I'm just naming States, but there, there's just like cool cities all over the place. You know what I mean? And I think part of that is because you have so many more people that it's like, you have more people to make cool cities in and just like whatever random places and you have so many more states like we only have like 13 provinces and like territories and whatever so i think in that way too it's like feels like your options are much more limited in canada if you want to live in like a big city or even like a mid-sized kind of cool city there just aren't as many options in canada as there are in the states and so it just sort of feels like okay well if i okay i'll go to toronto for a little bit and then and then what <laughs> like and then i go where? (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know. So I try not to think about that too much because um, that's just, that's a problem for, for another day. I really can't wrap my head around that at this point in time. Um, That's like a problem for, you know, five, 10 years from now is probably when I'll be thinking about that, which is insane to think about that like time, like that there will be a time that 10 you know where this was 10 years ago I can't think about that I honestly can't freaks me out um but yeah okay so that's that's my life update that's what's going on with me and where my where my thoughts are um and you know it's chill um but yeah that's kind of like that's kind of where I am at um so in terms of the other uh the rest of the podcast i was trying to think because i was like i really don't have that much to talk about honestly um like i, I haven't really watched a lot of movies recently um you know there's been nothing exciting <laughs> going on in my life really um so i was like okay maybe i'll just pull up like news stories <laughs> and just react to the news <laughs> which sounds so stupid but people do this you know um there's like wow Today, <laughs> what if I thought people were getting their news off this podcast? <laughs> um, but there's no good news to react to, obviously. <laughs> obviously. It's like stuff about COVID. Just looking at the top stories. Stuff about COVID. Um, political news. Um, ex-teacher who filmed students with spy pen, Ontario school board named in $200,000 civil suit. Like, a fisheries scientist calling on high-tech anglers to reel it in. Hmm. I won't read that, but it sounds interesting. <sighs> um. Yeah, so there isn't really a lot of great news to react to. Nothing funny. Um, we talk about this. We talk about Drag Race. Um, I guess minor spoilers if you are not watching the current season of Drag Race. Um, but... <laughs> When you're hearing this, uh, tonight will be the season finale of, of season 13, which, you know, Drag Race is so, um, <laughs> uh, I feel like from what I've heard from other people, it's not necessarily like representative of drag as, as a whole, you know, um, it's like, of course, it's a reality TV show. It's a very produced version of that. So just because you watch Drag Race doesn't really mean you know a lot about drag as an art form. You know, um, so I can't really speak to it on that level. But as a TV show, and as somebody who is a huge reality TV fan, um, I do overall enjoy the show. This season has gone on for seven thousand years. It's too much, uh, especially early on. There was there's been like seventeen episodes where no one's gone home. Like there's like four at the beginning of the season. There's like. I think only maybe one or two later on in the season. But it's still just, like, so frustrating. It's like, can we just start sending people home? Oh, my God. Um, So tonight's the finale. So they're going to crown the winner. And I swear to God, if Simone doesn't win, I will be freaking out. Okay? You will see me tweet about it. You will see me post about it. Um, Because I just, like, she should win. Okay? I really like Gottmik. You know, she's cool. Like... Kind of my next, like, the next person who should win is Gottmik. I think the final two, you know, sort of thing should be Simone and Gottmik. I think that makes sense. And I really like Gottmik. And she does a lot of cool stuff. And I just, I enjoy it. And it's great, you know. But I love, Simone just has, like, she has it, you know. She has it. (laughs) She's Simone. I love her so much. So, so, so much. So I really want Simone to win. Um, I do really like Candy, but... I would be shocked if she won. I think she's great and, like, super talented. But I just think, like, Simone and Gomic are kind of in a different, on a different level, I guess. Um, and I do like Rosé. Like, I, I honestly like all four people in the top four. Like, usually, you know, especially because just the way they edit it for reality TV, usually there is somebody who I actively kind of dislike her. really I'm rooting against. Um, I would be disappointed if Rose won and a little bit surprised. Um, because I just, again, I do like her, but I just think like she's not, she's not at the, she's a great performer. She, you know, a really confident performer, I think. And, um, obviously is like very professional and I think that's cool uh, and very smart and clever and in, in what she does. And, and, and very funny or whatever. Um, but I just don't, she's just not, put her on All Stars. I'll I'll, I'll watch any of these people on All Stars again. You know, I, I would like to watch them, especially out of like Simone and Gottmik. Uh, whoever out of those two doesn't win, because I, again, would be surprised if it wasn't one of them. Whoever out of the two of them doesn't win, I hope is on like uh, All Stars ASAP, like the next available time, you know, because um, it would just be so cool to watch them compete again um but I would watch any of these four again on all-stars um but I really really hope it's Simone I'll be okay if it's Gottmik because I'll know that they'll I know for sure they'll put either Gottmik or Simone on all-stars like there's no way they wouldn't I I would just be shocked if they didn't do that soon you know um because I think the current season like I think the next season of all-stars is already filmed from what I understand Um, so maybe the one after that, I think maybe seven. Um out of those two. I really hope one of them is on there because I just they're so good. But yeah, I hope it's Simone. I really hope it's Simone. Um There isn't really any other reality TV that's on right now. There actually isn't a lot of TV that's on for me right now. Like, uh I feel like over the winter there's a lot of good stuff. Um And in terms of reality TV, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, if anybody watched that season, the first season um, that just aired, you know, over this past fall, winter, um, it was amazing. And, you know, feel free to hit me up to talk to me about it because I don't know anybody else who watches reality TV, really. Um, I'm friends with uncultured people, JK, but I honestly believe reality TV is like, it's so important. I love reality TV. I think it's <laughs> I think it's very important to society that we have reality TV, and I'm not being facetious. I genuinely think that. I don't think it's like I don't think it's important because it shows people in like a good light or because it's like a healthy thing or that it's not engineered and like produced to shit and can sometimes reinforce like really harmful stereotypes about certain people or groups or whatever. Like of course it does that. But I think that's why it's important is because they produce it and because they engineer it and they try and do these things in these outrageous premises, you know? Um, I think it's important to like, I think it's fascinating for that reason. I think it's so cool. And then just on a surface level, it's obviously entertaining. Like that's what they're supposed to be doing is entertaining you. And on the surface level, it's pretty much always entertaining. If you have a reality TV show that's boring, oh, my God, you couldn't be doing it more wrong, okay? The one thing reality TV is supposed to do is be interesting. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was great. I love that so much. It was so, um, obviously, extremely dramatic. Just these – I think the fact that a lot of them are ex-Mormons or – are in some way maybe involved in the Mormon church and they you know they talk about on the show I think that colors where they are in like a very interesting way um and again it's not saying that they're good people or that I or there are people I like quote unquote on the show but it's not saying that they're like good people or whatever but it's just so interesting to watch you know Sister Rise is another one that Chantel and I um I still watch it uh, all the time like Started watching it forever ago, like not long after it started. And they're on their 14th season or something ridiculous. That's a great show. That does feel like a lot less produced and engineered. Like it does just feel more like they're following this family and not, you know, it's not high drama in the way that Salt Lake, like Real Housewives is, you know what I mean? Or the way that like, it's not a competition reality TV show either, the way Drag Race is, of course, you know? So it's a different type of thing where it does feel like it's a little bit more hands-off. But even in saying that, I'm sure it's produced in some way in terms of the storylines and whatever. I'm just not, it's less obvious, you know? But I love that show because... I love the family that they follow, you know? And I love having opinions on the thing that's, that they're doing. Like, that's interesting to me. Um, but, yeah, there's so much good reality TV. And um, it's really, like, a, a saving grace. Like, I started watching last summer Selling Sunset when the new season came out. Oh, my God. Because the other thing, too, about reality TV is every time a premise is explained to you, like, we're following this family, or it's a cooking competition show, which those are usually less interesting, to be honest. Um, Whatever it is, whenever they're explaining the concept, I always feel like, well, this is going to be boring. It always sounds boring. And sometimes the first episode might be kind of boring of a new season or a new series just because it's the first episode, you know. But I always think it sounds boring. And then, you know, two hours later, it's like, I'm going to watch this until my eyes burn out of my skull. Like, I love this so much. That happened with Selling Sunset last year. I, like, rewatched the first two seasons, I guess, right? And then I think it was the third season that came out um, or second. I can't remember. But I watched all of that in, like, a week or a couple weeks or whatever it was. And it was so good. Like, um, just, like, I want to – and even now I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, like, that was good. Like, if if a new season came out today – I would honestly probably delay watching it. I'd be like, yeah, I'll put it on at some point. But I know as soon as like you're in, it's like you're totally hooked. There's something about reality TV where it always sounds to me like it's going to be a little boring or like who cares or just whatever, especially some Netflix reality TV. I don't know. They're not doing the best with reality TV. I feel like they've had some complete, uh, you know. Losers (laughs) losers <laughs> in terms of reality TV shows that Netflix has produced. Um but they've had some good ones like Selling Sunset. Uh new season of the Circle just came out, which that one has been out for a little bit now. But I'm kind of putting it off cuz I'm just like it's going to be boring. Like I got 2 minutes into the first episode of this new season and it was like introducing everybody. I was like, "Oh my god, I don't care." But I know when the last season, when the first season came out, I started watching it and I was like, "Again, Gonna be boring, and I started watching it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best thing in the world!" Like it just—it's so good once you're actually in it. But I think every reality TV show needs—I don't care if it's like, you know, chopped, where it's like new people every episode. I don't care if it's Real Housewives, blah, blah, blah. any of that stuff. They need to spend about ninety percent less time introducing the people. Like on The Bachelor, oh my god, it's seven weeks of introducing. Like, hi, I'm Christy, and I love. Um, horses and um, Instagram and it's like okay and I love that for you but show don't tell like first of all you're probably gonna be gone in like five seconds and uh, beyond that I just I just want to watch the show unfold I don't it doesn't really matter that you like Instagram and horses or whatever you know what I mean like uh, I just like get to the show So when I put on the new season of The Circle the other day, it was just like introducing the first person. I was like, oh, my God, just start playing the game. Like, just start doing the show. And then I'll actually care about who you are. Then I'll be like, wait, so what's this person's deal? Tell me then. Tell me in the second episode who everybody is. God, they should give me a TV show to produce. Episode one, no introductions, okay? You get names only. Episode two is when we start teasing out the introductions. Because then you care about them. Then you're, like, you have some, con- like, you're going to tell me about this person in the first episode, and I'm already going to forget about who they are by the second episode, and I'm going to be like, wait, so what's that person's deal? You know, then I actually do want to know more about them because I understand that they're, like, important or whatever. Um, so it can be hard to get beyond that barrier, but I'll, I'll try you know, it's a good, it's a noble fight, I know, trying to get best introductions on reality TV, that's really what I'm, um, focused on right now in my life, but, um, yeah, I love reality TV, it's one of my hobbies, you know, along with baking and whatever, you know, the other thing, so, uh, as I, as I mentioned, and I've said on the show in previous episodes, I, like, I, like especially once the pandemic started I started doing a lot more of it and I really enjoy it you know there's something um stress relieving about it for me in because it does also stress me out but it's also stress relieving like when I was going through like my finals last semester before I graduated I was like and when I was waiting to hear back about grad school I was so stressed all the time because so I was just like well I spent so much time doing this is it going to be worth it like I guess I'll find out and just being like so paranoid about every assignment I turned in and like She's like so stressed all the time then the pandemic on top of it of course um so i was just like anxious all the time so i was baking like twice a week because i it just like uh i think it's just like it helps get the anxiety out for me because i'm doing something uh and it also feels it's it's of course productive which i like about it you end up with a product at the end and it's always less about like what i bake to me it's it's i know i feel like most of the time when i bake it's not usually like oh i want to bake this because I want to I want to have this thing to eat because I enjoy it like of course that's part of it I don't bake things I don't like but it's more there's a lot of stuff I bake where like if I was out at like a bakery picking something I maybe wouldn't pick it or if it was on a dessert menu I maybe wouldn't pick it or whatever it is but I want to bake it and maybe it's like a new thing I haven't done before so it's more about like the process and like seeing the end result for me than anything else but I I think it's a good way if you're feeling anxious and wound up and like you know it's I think it's maybe like the same way other people clean a lot when they're really nervous um you know I do clean but it's less of like (laughs) I, I clean I promise but it's not really something that I enjoy or do because I'm nervous it's like I do it when I need to of course but I don't um seek it out as much whereas baking it's like okay When I have all these things due or I'm really stressed about stuff, it's like I'm baking so much more because it's like I just need to get like the frantic energy sort of out. Um, And I feel like it's a good productive way to do that. And also it's a learning process. You know what I mean? The frustrating thing about baking sometimes is like, okay, you made this thing for the first time ever. And it turned out pretty good. Like I'm not a perfectionist really, but I do get – frustrated if things just like don't work and it can be very stressful and you cry sometimes but for the most part I'm uh I'm not too tightly wound like if there's a small like I I wish this um you know I made uh croissants over over New Year's and it was like I made them with my sister and she was very particular she was like we didn't get enough lamination they're not good and I was like Okay, yeah, but I think the recipe we used is for a different type of croissant than the one we're actually trying to make. So that's part of it. And you know what? They taste good and they turned out well. Like they weren't a failure. Like they turned out they're good. Like this is a type of croissant that you can buy if you go somewhere, but it's not the type that we were trying to make. But we didn't really know that before we started making them, that this was like maybe like a little bit of a different thing. So I was like fine with it. Um, but I was just like, yeah, here are the problems and here's what we we're actually trying to do. But the end product still tasted good. It was fun to make. It was a good learning experience because a lot of times the only way you learn that, oh, you should have added a little bit more of this or oh, you actually should really follow this one specific direction. Like they're not kidding when they say, put it in the freezer for now or, or whatever, you know? It's like the only way you learn that sometimes is by doing it. Um, so it can be frustrating in that regard. Sometimes If something really, especially when it really doesn't turn out and then it's like a huge bummer and I get really, really mad. Um, or like, you know, people on Instagram are always like posting some of the people like accounts that I follow anyways, are like baking accounts. And so they post these like beautiful looking like macarons and, you know, whatever. And then it's just like, I will never make anything <laughs> that looks this beautiful. And that is always a bummer to me. Like that always bums me out that like the stuff I make looks good and I'm happy with it, but it's never like oh, wow, this is gorgeous. (laughs) It's, It's rarely that. It's usually like, oh, this looks good, you know, but it's so frustrating to me that it's like, I want them to look amazing, whatever it is I'm making, you know? So that's always like, that's usually like my biggest thing is just like when it doesn't look perfect or it doesn't like photograph super well for me to show to my, you know, 140 followers or whatever, then I get frustrated, but it's all good, you know? It is what it is. Um, and yeah, I think this is uh, my episode. I think we're done. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it interesting. Um, and yeah, we'll be next week will be our book club episode. So I have a book that I've been really um like loving. Um, and I forget what Chantal is doing, but um, yeah, you'll hear that next week. So you know, if you haven't read those books, we will spoil them a little bit. I mean, completely. <laughs> but uh, if you're either not going to read them or you don't care about that or, or whatever, then check it out when that comes out next week. Um, and I uh, hope you enjoy that. The season's almost done also. Uh, 15 episodes. So we're, we're we're almost there, guys. Okay. And then we're going to take probably a pretty sizable break. I think we might take like a good chunk of the summer off Um, because also it's just like there isn't as much to talk about right now because we're not doing as much, you know. Um, So yeah, so that's sort of the forecast, the don't look forecast. So thanks for listening. Don't look fam. Go ahead and hit that like button. Press that subscribe button. Uh, Let me know. Do let me know again what you had for breakfast. Don't look fam. And um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks guys. Chantal usually does the outro. Um, so let me see if I can recall it. Thanks for tuning in de- guys. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <laughs> You're this time. I'm serious. Okay. Um, okay. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you know, check us out on Instagram at don't look me pod. You can email us. No one does, but we do have an email. It's on my phone. I check it. So if you're sending an email, I'll see it, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty immediately. Don't look at me, pod at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter, don't look at me, pod. I think we might close down our Twitter because uh, we have fewer followers on there. Margaret, God bless her, is the only person who replies to us, which is fine, but um Feels like we're reaching a slightly bigger audience on Instagram. I wouldn't say bigger, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So maybe the Twitter will be deleted after this season. I don't know. I'll see what Chantel thinks about that. But yeah, you can check us out there. Uh, don't look at me pod for now anyways. Um, and listen, genuinely, I really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we don't have a big audience, but that's Okay. You know Chantal and I started doing this podcast because we just thought it'd be fun like a cool little like a little bit of like a creative outlet for us and just like a fun thing to do as friends and even though it's been weird the last like year you know the last two seasons basically like half of this podcast life has been in COVID and so it's been a little bit weird and so it's been a little I don't want to say less fun but it's just been more of a challenge doing it the last couple seasons like three and and four this current season for that reason of course so hopefully things kind of get back to normal soon because I think when we're not normal oh my god I sound so stupid but you know what I mean like a little like I can leave my house <laughs> like we're not literally under like a stay-at-home order as we currently are in Ontario but you know once we're both vaccinated and things are a little bit more opened up oh uh, question mark hopefully um I, I like I, I think it'll be uh super exciting for us when we have like a lot of like fun cool stuff to talk about um because i don't know we always had so much fun doing that and again it's been fun doing the last couple years it's just been more of a challenge um or the last year it's just been more of a challenge but i really appreciate you sticking around and tuning in uh if you do if you're like a regular listener if you've been with us since the beginning i Oh my God, I appreciate that so much. That's so nice of you. And I feel like we don't really say that a lot. Um, partially because we don't have a ton of listeners, which is fine. Like we didn't do this to get a lot of listeners. We did it because it would be fun. Um, but yeah, I like really appreciate it. And that's, I don't know. It's just so cool. <laughs> and like we've had a lot of good experiences come out of doing this podcast and stuff that maybe wouldn't have otherwise happened uh, because we started doing this podcast. And... Um, it's just been like very cool and I really appreciate everybody listening and I hope you're all well again. I I really, really do. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. Um, I hope you stay safe. I hope you have a good time and yeah, you can subscribe to us, follow us and don't look at us. Bye.